Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's 509, 82 degrees and mostly cloudy. And again, you can uh, go to our podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast. You can listen to any conversation, any call in that we have here in the station, going back to the first day I was here. And you can hear what really transpired during the conversations. That's what's great about radio. It's recorded. And we put it out for a podcast for you so you can listen to what what what, what really transpired, what was out there in, in, your, uh, in your atmosphere that was talked about here on the Rob O'Donnell Show. And I like it. So this next story is coming from the Associated Press. As we know, uh, Senator Bob Casey is up for re-election. And there really is a... Uh, some talk about who will challenge him and if he'll even be challenged on the challenge from the Democrat side. Who knows what's going on here? But there's a story about uh, Dave McCormick, who is gearing up for a Senate run in Pennsylvania. But there's one problem. He lives in Connecticut. The very same thing he targeted Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, for. You know, being a carpetbagger, coming in the last minute, not real Pennsylvanian. Now, mind you, McCormick does own property. He does have a working farm here in Pennsylvania. He does have a house here in Pennsylvania. But he's used his Connecticut address as his home of residence on some forms. His daughter or daughters go to school and are registered to, for school in Connecticut. So it's... uh. It's going to be interesting because he was very critical of Mehmet Oz during that run for uh, Senate. He referred to him as an interloper from New Jersey with limited ties to the state and hoped to rep- he hoped to represent it. People want to know that the person they are voting for gets it, McCormick, who narrowly lost to Oz in the GOP primary said in March when asked to offer a postmortem of the general election defeat. And part of getting it is understanding that you just didn't come in yesterday. As Republicans aim to gain the one seat they need to retake the Senate in next year's elections, McCormick is a top recruit. And before his anticipated campaign, he's working to avoid Oz's fate, frequently noting his upbringing in Pennsylvania his ownership of a home in Pittsburgh and family farm near Bloomsburg. I live in Pennsylvania, McCormick said during a March appearance on Texas Senator Ted Cruz's podcast. But the reality is more complex. While McCormick does own a home in Pittsburgh, a review of public records, real estate listings, and footage from recent interviews indicates he still lives on Connecticut's Gold Coast, one of the densest concentrations of wealth in America. The former hedge fund CEO rents a $16 million mansion in Westport that features a 1,500-bottle wine cellar, an elevator, and a private waterfront resort overlooking the Long Island Sound. Now, truthfully, I could care less what he pays for rent of his mansion, if he can afford it, great. I could care less that it has a 1,500-bottle wine cellar or an elevator. And that it has a private waterfront view. Long Island sounds beautiful. 
I lived on the Long Island Sound on the Long Island side. It was two miles from the water, but I could go there, ride our bike there anytime we wanted to see it. But are voters on both sides going to see that as hypocritical? He made good money. I mean, he's a West Point graduate, very well respected, did his thing, made money. He should enjoy his money. That's not my issue here. My issue is, is this going to be a distraction? The fact he owns a house here, he owns a working farm here, that's fine. But if he he technically lives in Connecticut, does that kind of cut the GOP knees off before the elections even started? I mean, Dave has called Pennsylvania home for 30 years and served our country outside Pennsylvania for an additional 13 years, it was said. It's the place he mailed letters back to when he served in Iraq and the place where his three daughters were born. Great. And again, I applaud his service. I applaud his success in the business world. I applaud him having three healthy daughters. While he maintains a residence in Connecticut for his daughters finish high school, where his daughters, as his daughters finish high school, Dave's home is in Pittsburgh for the last 10 years. He has owned a working farm in his hometown of Bloomsburg, which has been in the family for decades. Now, after graduating West Point, like I said, McCormick served as an officer in the Gulf War and later earned a doctorate from Princeton during the... Eddy days of the dot-com bubble, McCormick was CEO of an internet auctioneering firm, Free Markets. Amassing wealth as he steered the Pittsburgh-based company to nearly $500 million acquisition deal in 2004. I'm not discrediting anyone for their success. I applaud his success. I applaud the money he's made. But Three months before launching his first Senate bid, January 2022, McCormick sold his family's $6.5 million home in Fairford, Connecticut, Fairfield, Connecticut. That was followed by a $2.8 million purchase of a stately Tudor-style home in Pittsburgh, Squirrel Hill, North Region. Around the same time, the Connecticut mansion, which he now lists as his home address on some public documents, was taken off the rental market. McCormick also has not received a homestead tax exemption on his Pittsburgh home, a tax break reserved for an individual's primary residence. He voted in the Pennsylvania election for the first time in 16 years during the 2022 Republican primary. Being as critical as he was of of Dr. Oz, and and I, I want your guys' input on this, How do you feel about him being in Connecticut? Let's call it that. Being in Connecticut because his daughter's finishing up high school there. He hasn't taken his homestead exemption in the house he owns in Pittsburgh, you could say, because he's not there. Now, the article gets into how much a year his kids pay for school in their private Connecticut school where where they're enrolled. I don't care about that. But as he's one of the front runners to run against Bob Casey, 
are we is is it sabotage before it even starts? They're also finding a, a campaign contribution that McCormick made lists his beachside house in Connecticut as his home. And again, these are the things that come up that create create an issue without needing to be. I mean, we we can't run a candidate without any issues like this, especially someone who attacked his former primary opponent for the very same thing. Now, yes, Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, was never a Pennsylvanian. You know, I, I'm hesitant to call me a Pennsylvanian, and I've been here 20 years. You guys hear me on the radio, and the first thing you hear is the New, you know, the, the New York accent. I get it, but I've been here for 20 years. This is where I chose to spend the rest of my life. But we are creating an issue simply by who's running that doesn't need to be. That doesn't need to be the talking point. That doesn't need to be the attacks. I want to hear about the issues, what they're going to do. And like I said, Bob Casey's a nice guy. I've dealt with him on a lot of occasions. I've spoke with him. I've had meetings with him. I've sat down. All, well, two of my children, you know, applied for nominations to the service academies through him. It's not about Bob Casey, the person, but what has he really done for Pennsylvania? What has he put his name to? What has has been what has been his battle cry to change things in the America for your average Pennsylvania? That's where I have an issue because I'll go into the Senate records and see what has he authored, not what has he co-sponsored. Again, co-sponsoring a bill is simply answering an email, yes. And then they put your name on the sponsoring co-sponsor. What bills has he written? And if you go through it in all the years he's been in elected office, it's not the body of work you would expect for someone who has the name recognition, someone who has the historic view that, yes, you know, it's got to be Bob Casey. That's our senator. He'll always be our senator. Look at the body of work that's done. And outside of the, hey, you know, we got this $3 million in tax money. That was your dollars to begin with. But here, we're giving it to you as a gift. No, no, you're not. You're not giving it to us a gift. That's the only time you see these guys. And now that the election's coming back, we're seeing more of them. Now, I understand he was dealing with health issues, and I'm glad he's doing well on that, that front. This is not about Bob Casey, the person. This is about our next senator. Because we already have one senator that's totally deficient. And that's being nice. Are we going to have one who's deficient and the other one that just kind of status quo? Does what he's been doing? And again, I, I encourage you to go to congress.gov and look up the legislative record of Senator Bob Casey. Look at the actual things he's done. Look at the bills that he's written. Not co-sponsored. Co-sponsoring is good. Getting a bill passed that you jumped on you know, is, is fine. That's how our government works. But bills he's actually written for us, because that's what his job is, to represent us and make our country a better place. That's what I want to 
see his body of work of. And I, and I think when we, we talk about someone like a Dave McCormick, who has a very successful career, very honorable career, has done very well for himself, but yes, has houses and property here, but kind of lives in Connecticut, I, I think we're, we're, we're putting a lock on the starting gate before we even get to a primary. It's uh, 521 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thanks, Rob. This Penn Teledata Internet traffic update. There is a wreck on Route 6 and 11 in La Plume right by Keystone College. That's going to hold you up going northbound. We also have some traffic that is jammed up on 81 northbound above <laughs> the Clark Summit Waverly area due to road work. And there is, um, it seems like minor slowing on 81 in the Scranton area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-83-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, mostly cloudy with showers and storms, some packing heavy downpours and high winds, low 70. Tuesday, showers and storms clear through morning, then pop-up thunderstorms in the afternoon, mix of sun and clouds, high 83. Wednesday, becoming sunny, high 80. Thursday, mostly sunny and breezy with p.m. showers, high 85. Currently 82 degrees and mostly cloudy here at 522 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 526. 526 here at the station, 82 degrees and mostly cloudy. Well, it, it sounds like the uh, governor of New York tried to uh, get the Biden administration to sign off on New York City using military sites for migrants. And despite her personal pitch to getting on the conference call with senior administration officials, they um, aren't going to let it happen. New York's top de- Democratic official made sure she was on the morning call with Biden's Deputy Secretary of the Interior. And her office even prepared an announcement on the deal to send out pronto afterwards. So she already had a press release saying this was a done deal. And the Biden administration said not so fast. The embattled governor hoped to be able to finally crow about the deal, which the feds to use a desperately needed space for about a thousand acre former military airfield to help ease such crusher migrants in the Big Apple. It's Floyd Bennett Field in in Brooklyn, right on the water there. But the Democrat White House administration stunned Hochul by rebuffing her saying there are still operational and legal issues to play over housing asylum seekers at the site. Getting the federal government to change its position and tell an agency, the Department of the Interior, Interior, that they now have to accept migrants has been a complicated journey, Hochul later told reporters. And Hochul's spinning it now that they didn't say no. They're just saying that uh, there's a lot of hurdles that need to be jumped before they do things. Now, the Floyd Bennett Field is now overseen by the U.S. National Park Service. And uh, the governor is looking to advance this to house migrants. Um, Randall's Island, which we talked about on Thursday, which is right between 
Queens and Upper Manhattan and kind of the Bronx, the Bronx to the north. So it's really between the three boroughs, Randall's Island, where the soccer stadium used to be, the Apollo soccer team used to play there. But uh, they're housing 2,000. They plan to house 2,000 migrants there, costing New York City $20 million every month. And that's a number by both the mayor and the governor's office. And it's canceled the soccer season for thousands of New York children who they just paid millions of dollars to redo the soccer field there. It's a, it's a big soccer complex. So um, it's not the it was the, the the Cosmos used to play soccer there. That's where the stadium used to be for the Cosmos. Pelo, Pele used to play with the team there. But they spent millions of dollars to redo this soccer complex. Now they've canceled the soccer complex's seasons for thousands of New York City taxpaying children, taxpayers' children. And now it's going to cost the taxpayer $20 million every month to house 2,000 migrants there. And the governor tried to uh, get the Biden administration to pretty much do the same with Floyd Bennett Field out in Brooklyn. How much is that going to cost? Are we going to add that on top of everything? Uh, at what point does this become non-sustainable? I mean, we really need to uh, to look at these things. And the mere fact that here's uh, you know someone who's carried Biden's administration's water, Governor Hochul from New York, uh, being told no. So does the Biden administration realize that they just don't have the funding for this anymore? They, they just can't be involved with it. If New York wants to do it on their own, maybe fine, but the, the, the government is not going to do something. But the fact that this is federal land, it was a former military base. Uh, we used to use it. It's uh, our aviation unit, our, our emergency service unit. Our drivers training all used to be, uh, I don't know if it still is at Floyd Benefield. I know our aviation unit is still there and our emergency service headquarters is there. I don't know if they still do drivers training there, but we used to go on the piers. There's big wide open spaces and parking lots, and that's where the police department used to do its drivers training. But like I said, our aviation unit is based there and uh, our emergency service unit. But it wouldn't be the first time that New York City's put migrants in shared facilities with police because they've put them in our old police academy on 20th Street in Manhattan, which is now uh, still active offices for the police department, but on some floors you're housing migrants. you got to get a grip on this because it's unsustainable, regardless of what your political affiliation is. It's unsustainable. It just it, it's Financially, it's unsustainable. We have to do something else. We have to do something better. But no one's talking about that. 531 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 537 here at the station. 82 degrees and mostly cloudy as per uh, the computer. Can't see outside right now. But um, speak, we were speaking about the change in narrative earlier, how, how they're starting to change their stance and and their stance and and the, the thing about democrats is when they get their stance when they get their talking points they are ironclad walk step just the way it is everybody say it put it out there and the problem is you have the media parroting that too 
But uh, top oversight Democrat Jamie Raskin of Maryland says Hunter Biden did really awful and wrong things in an interview this weekend. Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland, ranking member of the oversight panel, argued politicians should let the justice system run its course, conceding Hunter Biden did wrong things. It does seem clear that this guy was addicted to drugs and did a lot of really unlawful and wrong things, Raskin told ABC this week. On Friday, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss would be granted the special counsel authority to investigate Hunter Biden. I'm not putting too much credence in this. I think this is more of keeping House oversight committees at bay than it is really hiring a special prosecutor, special counsel that is going to do things. This is the same attorney, prosecutor who already left out a sweetheart deal. So I I don't see anything out there other than preventing witnesses from possibly testifying in front of the House because they are possible witnesses in a special prosecutor's case. So I, I don't see this. But Jamie Raskin saying this and making this change is uh, very telling. They, he, he's the, the, the leader leading Democrat in the house oversight committee. And he's basically saying, yeah, Hunter Biden did some bad things, but um, you know, it's, it's not Joe Biden, it's Hunter Biden. And they're making that distance where before it was always, nope, nothing bad here to see whatsoever. And where Jamie Raskin says, let the justice system run its course, I say that about all the cases. Donald Trump case, Joe Biden, if he's found to have done anything that he's indicted for, or Hunter Biden. Let them have their cases. But you say that across the board, and you're a Trump apologist. You say that, and you're a Trump supporter, or you don't believe in justice. You know, the, the the hypocritical things that are out there, rather than saying, well, yes, you're indicted, but that's what a trial's for. And, and trial is needs to meet the level of beyond a reasonable doubt. Much different than probable cause for an indictment. Lay people don't understand that. You know, delusional ophthalmologists don't understand that. But an indictment is simply probable cause that you may or may not have committed these crimes. That's not guilt. Let them run their course on all the sides. But Jamie Raskin says that about Hunter Biden. It's like, oh, look, he's fair and impartial. Well, no, he's also splitting his narrative because, you know, a month ago it was there's nothing to see here. But now that the evidence has been put in front of him, he heard from these witnesses, these credible witnesses, he's got nothing. This is Jamie Raskin, Democrat from Maryland, who was one of the biggest advocates for the Joe Biden family during this oversight hearing, is now coming out and says it does seem clear that this guy was addicted to drugs, did a lot of really unlawful and wrong things. That's Raskin to ABC News this week. The narrative is changing and the support is starting to wane. They will do their best. To not connect this to Joe Biden, but I think the American people have already made that decision. It's 541 here in WILK. I was just going to say by him saying that there's something wrong with Hunter, 
right? He, he didn't mention the, any connection between Biden. So, you know, it's it's okay. This kid did all this stuff on his own, had all those wonderful connections all by his little loans himself while doing drugs. And he threw it. Well, he started off with he was addicted to drugs and did a really a lot. So he's giving the excuse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He may have been not acting of his own. Free yeah, will because of the drugs. And, and because of those drugs, he had all those very influential connections. It's amazing. Well, because of the drugs, because he did all these unlawful and wrong things, he was still living in the White House. He was still mm-hmm. riding on Air Force One. He's still by Joe's side for Easter egg rolls. Yeah, they, they, but no, we shouldn't tie him to Joe Biden whatsoever. No, no, there's no ties there. No. Come on. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update. We have an accident that happened on Route 6 and 11 right near the Keystone College. Going northbound, that is going to delay you a little bit. We have some slowing, 81 northbound above Clark Summit due to the road construction. Other than that, you're pretty good to go. Nothing major to report. Whenever you see a traffic problem, go call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, mostly cloudy and showers with showers and storms, some packing heavy downpours and high winds, low 70. Tuesday, showers and storms clear through the morning, then pop up thunderstorms in the afternoon, mix of sun and clouds, high 83. Wednesday, becoming sunny, high 80. Thursday, mostly sunny and breezy with afternoon showers, high 85. It's currently 82 degrees, mostly cloudy at 543, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980-1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also get us anywhere you get your podcasts. 547 here at the station, 82 degrees and mostly cloudy. I was debating on what I should talk about this final uh, couple of minutes there. You know, I can go back to a lot of things, but... uh Choose to do something uh, more positive here. How to build a habit in five steps according to science. Again, this is coming from uh, CNN Health. It's, uh, you know, I've kind of gone through a change here. You guys know my Be the New You journey, so I've been doing that. Down 23 pounds now. Um, Not a big loss this last week, but uh, actually I stayed the same weight, but I lost uh, body fat and gained... um, body mass, um, muscle percentage. I have started incorporating workouts. I do have a ton more energy. Uh, feel better. It's definitely, you know, there's personal responsibility in everything. And people say, well, you know, it's hard for me to deal with that. I, I've gone away. I was gone. I was away this whole weekend. And, and to say I ate perfectly this whole weekend, to say I didn't have a, a cocktail or two would be lying to you, and I don't lie to my audience. So, of course, I do those things. You know, I, I cheat where I could as far as food goes, and there's some cheats that, that weren't, weren't as bad. You know, we went out to Italian, Italian dinner on uh, Saturday night, and I got a chicken parm, but instead of pasta, I got a salad. So, really, on my chicken parm, it, just a little breading and the uh, cheese was really the only uh, stuff that I shouldn't have been eating at this point. And, again, once I get into my maintenance phase, because uh, I still have some more to lose. I'm I'm down good. But because of my energy, because of those things, you know, I started working out again. I started weight training, lifting lifting the weights just in case. 
but uh, enjoying it. You know, I, I always used to work out. I, I've worked out my entire life. You know, at, at, once you pass 50, it kind of gets away from you. You let other things get in the way. But now that I'm kind of settled in my routine here at the station, you know, and feeling better, feeling more healthy, you know, if you think about it, our bodies really weren't made to process process flours and wheats and all that. So, you know, when when you hear these gluten-free stuff and gluten-free this and gluten-free, don't get me wrong, I love my gluten. But it definitely takes a toll on you. Uh, our bodies also weren't made to graze or, or eat several times a day. That's why fasting is good for you. You know, our, our bodies were built to, uh, you know, when we get food, eat it, and it sustains us, you know, to the next time we get food. And, and there's different trains of thought. And for your body type, obviously, you listen to your doctors, your nutritionists, and everything like that. You know, and having a wife who's a personal trainer and nutritionist, you know, does help a lot. But even she's seen the benefits. She's seen the physical benefits and just, you know, the way I look. You guys see the pictures. You know, the fact that I'm working out again. She's always said it takes, uh, it doesn't take much time. Your muscles do definitely have memory. So once you get into that routine, uh, it helps you get back to exactly where you want. And you add that to the weight loss. And maintaining my muscle mass is one of the bigger things that, that I'm concerned with. I'm a big guy. You know, if you've ever seen me or seen a picture of me. Uh, and I have always been. And I always planned to be. But, uh, you know, we can also use to lose a couple pounds. But setting those specific goals as far as eating reg- an eating regimen, setting a specific goal for habits as far as working out. Uh, I think it, they say it takes uh, three or four weeks of doing something steady day in and day out to create a habit. And then after that, it's like second nature. But one of the uh, key things to, to create a habit, there's five keys that they're picking out because of science, is set a specific goal. The way you define the goal, you hope to turn a habit into a habit does matter. Goals like Meditate regularly are too abstract. And the research has shown this. Don't be so general. You'll benefit from being more specific. Don't say, I'll meditate regularly. Say, I'll meditate for 15 minutes each day at this time. You'll have bite-sized objectives. Make it less daunting to get started to start that uh, specific goal. Create a detailed cue-based plan. Now that you've established your specific goal, it's time to rethink... uh, what will be the cue for you to follow it through? Scientists have proven that you'll make more progress toward your goal if you decide not just what you'll do, but when you'll be able to cue to do it. A plan like, I'll study Spanish for 30 minutes, five days a week is okay, but a detailed cue-based plan like, every workday after my last meeting, I'll spend 30 minutes studying Spanish in my office. Be more specific. So get your objective, your specific goal, and be specific about it. And hold yourself accountable for that. It's not easy. But it's not hard either as long as you put your mind to it. Make it fun to repeat. I mean, that goes without saying. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you know, how's, what's your chance of, of creating that as a habit? And foster flexibility. By the time we put our behavior on autopilot, a lot of us fail to fairly consistent routines, tending to exercise, study, or take your medication at the same time of day in the same place. But when you're in a startup phase, the habit building, contrary to popular opinion, research suggests it's important to deliberately insert some variability into the routine. 
you'll still want to have a first best plan, maybe an 8 a.m. meditation session if you're trying to kickstart a mindfulness habit, but you should also experiment in other ways by getting the job done. Try to mix in a noon session or maybe a 5 p.m. session and find the right kind of social support. Same thing goes to radio with you guys. You got to block out the negativity, block out the cartoon characters, the nonsense, those that will have no physical bearing on your life and find the friends and family around you that are supporting what you do. Not anyone, you know, if anyone ever says, well, that's stupid and you're trying to do something better for yourself, find someone else to listen to. Anything you do, regardless of what it is, anything you do to to better yourself, if the people in your bubble are not supportive of that, if they're working against you, and we've seen it, we see it in relationships all the time. You know, if a wife is very, or girlfriend is very successful, some men and some husbands, some boyfriends get jealous of that. Be supportive. I mean, what my wife has a shirt that I got her on the back of it says, uh, strong women scare weak men. It's 100% true. Strong women scare weak men. And it goes the other way, too. You know, if they're getting jealous because of your success, if they don't want you going to different places because you're being success- successful. You know, I travel all over the country to do speaking, to do events. This, week, this uh, Saturday, I have a VFW event for a concert supporting our veterans, active duty military and first responders for post-traumatic stress. I've posted on my social media, if you're going to be in the New Jersey area, tickets are $20, but uh, if you're a first responder, if you're a veteran or an active duty military, you can go free. It's going to be a great concert. It's going to last a bunch of hours in New Jersey. I have to fly her up on my website. But those are the things that I do. And if, if you don't have that support structure there, it says, yeah, go do those things. Go, go do an event for post-traumatic stress for our first responders and military. Or, you know, I don't really want you going to Jersey. What are you doing? You, you don't need that in your bubble. So find the right kind of support around you to do the things to, to get that habit, regardless of what it is. Eating healthy, exercising, meditating, stretching, doing something around the house, fixing your house. If you're a, you know, sort of a mini hoarder, which I think a lot of us are a little bit, I get yelled out of it for all the time. Um, you know, clean, clean your closet, clean a room, clean your office, do something. And created a habit to where you get into that. And uh, anything you do to make yourself a little better than the day before is something that should be supported by both you and your bubble. So anyone in your bubble, anybody in your support network, if they're not going above and beyond to support you, to encourage you, find a different bubble. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back. That's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Got a text message from Gene from Bucks Township. Hey, Rob, it's Gene from Bucks Township. Just looked you up, and yeah, you're a pretty big dude. But I will say the voice doesn't match. Don't know what I was expecting, laughing my butt off. Uh, yeah, you can look at my picture from today. I took just a, an hour or two ago saying I'm here waiting at the station on uh, Rob O'Donnell Facebook page, Rob O'Donnell on Facebook, or at O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter. I appreciate all you guys' support, your text messages today, all your calls. They were off the chain. Uh, but there are those cartoon characters out there. We got to love them. You guys have a great night. Be safe. God bless. We'll do it again tomorrow.